Yo, what's going on, Brunocchio? Hope you're having a wonderful day. It is Wednesday, March 13th, March 30th, excuse me, <laughs> 2022. It's your boy Jerry, the T-Rex for Washington, here at General Fitness Company Studio, and this is Season 9, Episode 33. And today we're going back into the well. We're going to be talking about fitness, and we're talking about how we can strengthen your back. So I wanted to talk about this today because... Um, I had just bought this new back extension machine and I've been putting my clients on it and, you know, just giving them super lightweight and just letting them feel it out. And the reason why I let them do that is because I want them to kind of feel how they would naturally move, you know, like don't give them any instruction. Obviously, I give them lightweight so they don't hurt themselves uh, or if, if, if for some of them, no weight. But I want them to feel it. That's essentially how I do them. That's how I train all my clients. I get them, let them feel how they would naturally do it, and then I instruct them on how it, they can be more efficient. I hesitate to say uh, I instruct them on how to do it correctly, and I actually talk about that a little bit more in the episode, why it's important not to um, discourage people from movement and why it's important not to say uh, people are doing something right or doing something wrong. So uh, we'll get into that a little bit more, uh, but... If you are, are having issues with your lower back or if you're having issues at all with your mobility in your spine, this is a very important episode. It goes, I go into detail, great detail on how you can strengthen your back, how, how you may be injuring your lower back, and how you can prevent having back injuries altogether. <laughs> in fact, I actually talked briefly about how I actually hurt my back a few years back <laughs> by sneezing. Yeah, it happens. I've actually heard of it before, and this is before I even thought of myself as an old man. <laughs> it was actually probably at that time I thought of myself as an old man. I was like, I just hurt myself sneezing. I am officially old. <laughs> so we'll be talking about all that today. Uh, so stay tuned. Let's go ahead and get this episode underway. Season 9, episode 33. And uh, let's let's call this one Back to Basics. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> let's go. All right, so let's get right into this. We're going to be going back to the well of the fitness advice or the fitness tips, and we're going to be talking about uh, how to strengthen your back. Now, I'm actually talking about this because I just got a new machine for uh, helping people you know, with their backs. It's a back extension machine, and so I want to talk about it because it's a, it's a pretty popular machine. You see people, uh, it, uh, this one is actually weighted. You know, you put weights on it, you sit on it, and you go back and forth. Uh, there's also the Roman chair. That's the one where you like put your feet on the, a little platform. And you just kind of go up and down. You've probably seen that one where you face down, put your, you have your thighs on a pad, your feet are on a platform, and you just kind of 
bend at the waist downward and go upward. Uh, so I want to talk about that today because, you know, it's something that a lot of people uh, don't do uh, to the most efficiently. So put it that way, efficient way. Let's put it that way. And I, I hesitate to say they do it wrong because, you know, uh, there's actually a study that I was actually looking at the other day uh, that if you essentially if you tell people uh, that they're doing the exercise wrong, they actually get more uh, more injured than if you don't. So like, say, for instance, maybe somebody's doing an exercise, quote unquote, incorrectly, meaning that they're uh, giving themselves like maybe they're having too much range of motion or not enough range of motion, quote unquote. Right. Because this is all it's all relative based on the person's ability. Uh, so uh, if you ha- if you tell them that they're doing it incorrectly, then they actually uh, get scared, believe it or not. So it means that they uh, when you're scared, I don't know if you've heard this before, but as an athlete, I've heard this like pretty much <laughs> almost every day of my life as, as, as I was training. But if you if you're scared, you're more likely to get hurt than if you're not scared. And it's true because you're tentative and then your your muscles are more tense and you end up doing things that you probably shouldn't. Uh, because just because you're more fearful or less conscious of what what you're doing. So I hesitate to say that you're doing it wrong, but you can always do it better. All right. So uh, I'm going to go back to that analogy that I, I love to use uh, as the body is a sailboat. You see, uh, if you haven't heard me talk about this before, essentially, you think about the body as a sailboat. And, you know, obviously, to move the sailboat, yeah, without if you you know without a yeah you know, because it doesn't have a motor and you're probably not going to use oars uh, unless you're in like seventeen hundred something. Uh, but what you're going to use is uh, sails, and those sails you can compare the sails to say your muscles and the pulleys, ropes and pulleys that control the sails are your tendons and ligaments. So if you have tendons and ligaments that are off balance. Say you have something that's stronger on one side than on the other, then you're going to have an imbalance in how you uh, and how you navigate the ship. You know, if you have your sails too tight, well, then uh, the strong gust of wind is going to make those sails rip. If you have your sails too loose, well, then you're not going to be able to navigate and you're not going to really be able to move those sails anywhere. So you want to have that, you know, that pretty much that uh, congruent pressure all around. So, uh, uh, given that, you want to make sure that everything is, you know, in, you know, I mean, obviously, it's, it's hard to be completely, uh, completely balanced. We're all somewhere, somewhat imbalanced in certain ways, just because we have natural tendencies in how we move our body. Uh, but one important thing that I actually uh, talked about in my podcast with Momenta Chiropractic about a couple months back is about and I don't I don't even remember if this is an episode of if we had talked off off camera with this uh, or off the microphone with this. Uh, but there's a general philosophy or general rule that the way the body works, you have uh, joints that are mobile and joints that are immobile. And so you're going to have and, and essentially the joints that are mobile are going to be stacked on joints that are immobile. Right. So you don't want to have, have two mobile joints uh, next to each other uh, just because. You know, you think about it, if you have two mobile joints that are next to each other, you're going to have a huge, huge risk of those joints being uh, displaced. Right. If you have more movement, you have more of a uh, more of a chance of those things getting displaced. So essentially what you want to have is something, uh, you know, mobile, immobile, mobile, immobile, essentially like that. 
So as it pertains to your spine, okay, as it pertains to your spine, you have your cervical, your thoracic, and your lumbar. There's actually five points. You have the uh, sacrum and the coccyx. That's all. That's all the five parts of your spine. But the three important parts, uh, at least for uh, as it pertains to your back extension, are the cervical, thoracic, and lumbar. So in this one, the cervical spine is always moving. The cervical spine is the top of the spine. That's like what connects the base of your skull uh, to your to your shoulders. And it pretty much stops right around the top of your shoulder blades. All right, not on the top of your shoulders, but on the top of your shoulder blades. That's about where the cervical spine stops. And then it goes into the uh, thoracic spine, which is your mid-spine. People call it the T-spine. And, and then followed by the lumbar lumbar spine. So the cervical spine moves because obviously you got to move your head you know, around. you got to move your shoulders. Uh, the thoracic spine doesn't move as much because it's more, it's the stabilizing point for, you know, you moving your, your uh, head and your neck and your shoulders. And then the lumbar spine, that also moves because you, that, that's in charge of your hips. So, you know, if you don't have a, a movable lumbar spine, uh, then it's going to be hard to move your, your hips. And if you don't have a movable uh, cervical spine, then it's going to be hard to move your neck and shoulders. And I have some clients that have some issues with uh, their cervical spine, and I probably have a lot more clients that have issues with their lumbar spine. A lot of people have issues with their lumbar spine uh, simply because they just don't have the core strength uh, that is necessary to um, have their lumbar spine uh, mobile. What happens is that for a lot of people is that they get an extremely mobile lumbar spine and they get herniations in their, in their discs, uh, meaning that uh, because they have uh, too much mobility, you get inflammation. You know, herniation is essentially an inflammation or a, uh, a jutting out of the discs, all right, which is caused by inflammation. Uh, so why that happens, again, is because uh, most people don't have the core strength to have uh, a little bit more stability in their spine. You don't want a hypermobile uh, lumbar spine. And uh, sometimes you get a little bit of movement in the thoracic spine, which is actually really terrible if you have them because that is you know it's your backbone right that's essentially your base uh that is uh essentially i guess the joists for uh for all all intents and purposes of your of your back so uh you know your cervical and your lumbar spine are essentially based on the thoracic spine so you really don't want to have mobility uh too much mobility in there maybe some twisting but that's about it uh or, or you know maybe a little bit of twisting and maybe a little bit of uh you know, bending forward and back. But most of the time, you think about the thoracic spine as being uh, the, you know, the base of your of your actual spine. And not the base meaning, you know, because the base would actually be your, your sacrum and your coccyx. But you get what I'm saying. It's like the joist. It's what holds it up uh, um, outside of the actual foundation, meaning, you know, which would be your sacrum and your coccyx. So what I'm getting to here with the uh, back extension so a lot of people, because again, going back to that hypermobile lumbar spine, a lot of people, what they do is when they do a back extension, they tend to arch their back, meaning that they, uh, that they push their belly, their hips forward, push their belly button forward, and they really put a, uh, well, you put an arch in your back, if you can think about it. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure you know what an arch in your back would look like. So uh, people arch their back, and if you think about it, uh, when you arch your back, you're going to put more pressure on the vertebrae. And I, I don't know if you know what vertebrae look like. You can probably Google it. But a vertebrae essentially are this these bony things. <laughs> bony things, that sounds scientific. Uh, but they're these bony things that have these protrusions that stick out. 
that are discs. And those discs, essentially, um, they, you know, they, they help protect your spinal cord so nothing really hits it. You know, you can, uh, you can imagine, like, what would, you, what, what would be a good comparison? You can think about it. I guess it looks like a, a Frisbee stick. I mean, obviously not the same size, but they're like, this, like a Frisbee that sticks out from, the, from your spine. So, you know, think about, like, what a, a stegosaurus looks like. <laughs> essentially, except for them sticking up they stick flat so you know like uh it's uh i think it's it's inverted 90 degrees you know the stegosaurus it's it runs those points they run along the side of the uh, they run along the back of the dinosaur and they uh they're vertical whereas uh you know ours are more are horizontal not more horizontal they are horizontal (laughs) because that would be pretty tough to move around if you had uh vertebrae that were vertical because uh well, essentially, uh, it's because they move around. So if you if you think about these, so you have these plates that stick out from your back, right? And if you arch your back too much, those plates, they push against each other. And that's how you get, like, issues with your disc uh, because those plates, they'll push against each other. And if you push against those plates too long, well, you can break a disc or, you know, you can fracture a disc or you can get little chips on the disc, get little bone spurs in your spine. So it's it's very important that you don't you know, you don't want to overextend through the lumbar spine, especially if you have resistance. You know, if you think about it, you know, if you have resistance, all that weight of you arching your back is going to go right into those vertebrae. So what do you do instead of a while you're doing a back extension? Well, Essentially, you just keep your back as flat as possible. So what you're doing is instead of like just bending over, because, you know, a lot of people, they bend over, they round their shoulders and they just reach as far as they can. Uh, But instead of doing that, you know, the goal is not really to reach as far down as you can, but essentially to get as much stretch as possible. And that's one thing. Uh, I think it's very important for people to understand. Uh, a lot of times people think you just need to go as far as you can, which is kind of true, but it's not true. What you want to do is you want to go a- as far as you can in a controlled motion. So you want to control it. You know, you can't control your body when your lower back is is rounded and your shoulders are rolled forward. You know, you can't, you don't have any place of power. Somebody can push you over pretty easily like that. Uh, but if you're sticking your tailbone out, engaging your core and trying to make your back as flat as possible, well, then you're going to have more engagement and everything is going to be, instead of weakened, you're going to have it more, you're going to have it stronger around the spine because everything is engaged. When you round your shoulders and you round your lower back, you disengage everything. So, you know, we went. We just kind of went over two scenarios. I, I, I didn't. Go, I didn't. It wasn't clear in uh, how I broke it up. But essentially, we just talked about doing a back extension with an overextended back, with a with a hyper back hyper extension, which is which essentially means that when you're coming up, you're arching your back and you're putting all the pressure in your lower back. And the other way is if you are rounding your back, essentially making a C with your back, and that's probably. It's, it's, it's probably just as bad, if not worse, because you're disengaging everything and you're putting weight directly on your spine. So you essentially want to avoid not controlling your motion. You want to always have control over what you're doing. And that's probably the important takeaway from this episode here is that you know, your body is going to move. You know, Obviously, to get from point A to point B, point A to point B, you have to move your body. 
However, what you want to what you want to consider is that you want to have control over that movement. You don't want to throw your body around. I mean, uh, you're not you're not a gymnast, and as you know, like gymnasts don't last much longer than you know eight or nine years in the sport, just because they're throw a lot of times they're throwing themselves around to get into these positions. And while it may look beautiful, it's definitely not beautiful on the body. It's a lot of impact that they absorb, and a lot of times they fall in weird positions and. You know, essentially, that takes its toll. So, if you don't want to be a gymnast in the uh, in the gym in the gym, <laughs> you want to make sure that you are controlled. Do everything uh, in a controlled manner. Now, there are times you want to have a little bit of chaos when you're doing working on explosion. You know, if you're look, working on you know, kettlebell work or plyometrics, you're going to lose a little bit of control because it's hard to control yourself uh, while you're in the air or whatnot or while you're throwing a weight but that isn't to say that you're gonna just uh throw your whole body around and throw your whole body into it there is a technique and you have to make sure that you're controlling your your core make sure your hips are engaged uh make sure that you are uh you know have your feet planted in a proper way you know even i even tell my my clients to make sure like before they even set up you know make sure that you have your feet in the right position so that you're not like staggered, you know, like a lot of people, if they just go into a regular standing position, they'll automatically have one foot slightly, slightly in front of the other. If you're listening to this right now and you're, and you're walking, you know, take a quick stop and see if your feet just land in the, in the same position. See if they land lined up. I almost guarantee you that they're probably one foot is going to be in front of the other. So, you know, when you're trying to train, you want to do a little bit more than when you're just living your everyday life. You know, you want to be more conscientious or more conscious of what you're doing. And you want to make sure that you are actually controlling that movement. You know, it's not just a matter, again, it's not a matter of just throwing your body around. It's not a matter of just throwing weights around. It's a matter of being aware of how your body is moving, how your body is moving through space, and how your body is moving weights through space. So, that's important. Again, that sailboat analogy, you want to make sure that your muscles and tendons are uh, have the uh, congruent pressure. Everything is going to all around even pressure or even pull. And you want to make sure that you're not overextending or, you know, picking up weights or moving your body around while you're disengaged. Because I've done that before. I've actually uh, threw my back out sneezing. <laughs> and believe it or not, there's actually a technique for sneezing. That's a little bonus for you here at the end of this episode. You want to do what's called a hip hinge. And that's essentially what I was explaining earlier. When you're sneezing, instead of rounding your shoulders, like I was talking about before, instead of rounding your shoulders and sneezing into your elbow or, you know, however you sneeze, hopefully you're sneezing into your elbow. But instead of doing that, you want to almost like stick your butt out, you know, keep your back flat, stick your butt out. And that's what's called a hip hinge. That protects your lower back, and that helps uh, that helps you uh, <laughs> not do what I did and throw your back out, you know, because uh, I don't know. Well, actually, I do know how I did it. I <laughs> It's a long story, uh, but essentially, it was uh, after uh, the after my uh, world my world powerlifting championship. I was taking some time off, and I took a little bit too too, too much time off, and my body went from hardcore to no core. <laughs> I have to kind of coin that one. Uh, but yeah, essentially that's what happened. And because I was uh, practicing, uh, you know, sneezing uh, however I wanted to, when my muscles started to weaken, well, I took all that force that I had developed by being a power lifter 
and I put it into my sneeze. And because my muscles were disengaged and I was in a bad position, I threw my back out. So, again, you know, it's important to practice these things, even if you're a world champion athlete. You know, it's important to practice good posture. It's important to practice uh, efficient movement uh, because you never know when you'll have a sneeze that might potentially blow your back out. All right, so that does it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed this one. If you did uh, find value in it, feel free to uh, uh, feel free to leave a rating or review. Let people know what you felt about this one. Also, of course, share it with a friend or a family member. Yeah, maybe someone that you know has some back issues, or maybe you see them constantly uh, putting themselves in awkward positions. You know, send this over to them and maybe give them some uh, give some clarity and what's going on and why they should actually practice more efficient movement. All right, I'll check you. Thank you so much for listening again. And as always, keep good company.